All right, welcome to the Better Modesto Show here on 1360 AM KFIV. Uh, I'm your host today, Chris Rickey. I'm here with my co-host, Ulysses Vasquez. Our other co-host, Jim Applegate, could not be here today. Um, but today we are excited because we will be welcoming in the new CEO of the Gala Center for the Arts, Chad Hillegas. But uh, Ulysses, how you doing? I know uh, you've been recovering for a couple of weeks. You, you hanging in there, man? How's it going? I am. I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, um, I have I had COVID. That's why I wasn't here a couple of weeks ago. Um, I had it again. I had it one time back when it first started. And now uh, I'm I've, I don't know, I've had another bout and, uh, and yeah, you know, I'm really thankful that my family has been safe and been good. Um, yeah, you're looking, you're I, looking good today though. You're looking, oh, thank you. You're looking thank strong. You. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I think it's the, the light, the glow. Oh, is that what it is? I, I, yeah, you're I a two-time winner though. Like okay. I not know, everyone gets I to say that. That's, that's so true. And, but I, I'm thankful, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to go back to school. Funny thing is that I'm testing positive still, even though I haven't had any symptoms. And in order for me to go back on campus, I need to have that negative test. So I'm just waiting now, just like, please, you know, let it be be done so I can go back to the classroom and engage with my students. And I'm glad my siblings all tested negative. So they're all going to go back to school. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm excited for just to be back, to be back and not be sick. How about yeah. you, Chris, though? Oh, I'm, I just won my first prize this week. Oh, you did? Um, yeah. So I'm, I've got the COVID right now, um, along with, you know, three quarters of my family. So we've got a three-year-old with it whose preschool got shut down this week with it. My wife's got it. So like, just, I mean, like this is running rampant. It's like COVID infections in our, in our community are up 500% this week. Oh, like, wow. You can't even make up numbers like that. They're so ridiculous. 500%. Whoa. Yeah. It's, it's a, like it's that's like a crypto that just like went yeah. off like five hundred percent. That's like a, a really neat meme coin that just we just got yeah just yeah. got printed. No, no, this is this is real, but this is real. Um, and uh, yeah, so just be careful out there is all I can say. And um, you know, like my family and I, we've been really lucky. Um, everyone's doing pretty good, and I think we're gonna all recover soon. But um it's just pretty scary you know yeah especially for your first time is it what you expected it to be you know did you i'm sure you'd it'd been daunting on you you hear all about it now you have it yeah i mean it's it's kind of i guess what i expected it to be in the sense of you know i'm like i'm vaxxed and boosted and all that stuff and so like i didn't expect it to be i mean knock on wood i didn't expect it to be serious but you know it's more like i just I just want life to get back to normal. I'm just tired of this. This is like just a life just normally is like a challenge enough without like keeping this stuff on top of us. Like if you had told me back in 2019 before any of this stuff happened, that you know what, you wouldn't leave your house for two or three weeks at a time on a regular basis. You're like, that's insane. You know, yeah. it's absolutely insane. But that's kind of like, you get COVID. That's where you're at. Like you just don't leave your house. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy, man. So, and like, there's just so much work to do too. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's just being like social people. Like, I feel like 
course, you're a very social guy, you know. Um, it's just hard, you know, not to let the extrovert out of us and go hang out with people and be in the community and, you know, go to the events or meetings that we have to go to. Um, you know, it's just hard it, it, for myself. I'm also, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of feel disconnected. So, especially just totally. like, you know, yeah. like I'm, I'm used to being in the classroom, like teaching and helping them out. And, uh, you know, that interaction, I've definitely missed these last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I, I'm, I, lo- I hope you get better and start feeling like hundred percent Chris Ricky again. I'm hoping so too. I'm hoping so too. But I, I know we're, I, I think you're back. I just think you need whatever. Maybe there's something wrong with the test or something. Maybe. 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 I hope not. Well, I got a PCR test. We're going to be done with this. And just, but I just got a PCR test on Thursday. Okay. I still don't have the results back. It's like a, almost a week now. Oh my gosh. I don't even, I don't even know how that's going to work. <laughs> Dang. So I like your headphones, by the way. Um, thank like you. Yeah. Fun. They're pretty fancy. Um, you know, I had like five pairs of earphones. This is the only one I found that works. So I'm going with it. I'm going hard with it. And the station, like the, you know, power talk, they let, they're like, you should be, really, you really need to get earphones, sir. You really do. So oh, really? <laughs> it, it captures your voice. I'm sure Chad will agree with this when we get him on. He'll say, he knows. Oh yeah. He knows this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's actually a pretty good opportunity here to introduce our guest, Chad Hilligus, CEO of the Gallo Center for the Arts. You can maybe see it in my background here, my Zoom background, Chad. You see that? There it is. It's there. It's wow. magnificent. Welcome yeah. to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you don't have to answer. But you, you, do you have COVID also? You want to join the club? It's, it's, I feel I feel like the odd man out. I mean, I um, I've been uh, pretty careful um, and and been very fortunate um, that I, that I haven't uh, haven't contracted anything. Um, I've been I've been so careful that I also haven't contracted colds or flus or anything else uh, in the last like year and a half. So it's been um, uh, it's it's been safe so far. So I'm in good shape. Knock on wood. Yeah, I like to hear that. I like to hear that. So you just kind of came on to the Gala Center. You replaced uh, the esteemed Lynn Dickerson as the CEO. Those are some big shoes to fill around this community. How, yeah, how's that, but I, how's but that going? Like to, What's that I like? do like to always point out that uh, my feet are larger. Excellent. That's a good so, answer. That's um, a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> No, Lynn, Lynn has been a, a really great colleague uh, for, for several years. Um, we are both part of a really great uh, organization, a consortium of arts leaders across the West Coast called California Presenters Association, uh, of, on which I, I sit on the board um, and have for about four years. And when, uh, when Lynn, um, when Lynn uh, uh, announced her retirement, um, I had, I was familiar with Modesto. I had been here. I'd actually performed here, um, as an artist, um, in my former, former life, uh, and just reached out to her right away and let her know that, uh, that I was interested in, in, um, returning to California. Um, I had made a, a short stop for two years for the previous two years in, uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, and so it was, uh, we were eager to get back. And, um, and the reputation of the Gallo Center uh, was incredibly attractive uh, to us in, in making our decision to come out here. So it's, it's, um, it's been great. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. And, and it's been 
a really wonderful transition um, with with Lynn um, um, making her making her exit to the next chapter in her journey. Um, and uh, it's great that she is she cares so greatly for the success and future of the Gala Center that she's really um, you know made herself available as much as I need her to be. Um, and she's really uh, remained committed to that and true to true to true to that. And um, she's become a good friend. So it's a it's a it's a nice partnership for this uh, for this transitionary period for sure. Yeah, that's that's so awesome, and I'm I'm glad that she's you know being being that support you know when needed. That, that's always good, especially when you're coming into a new position um, sure. here at the Gallo. And I wanted to say for myself, I'm a big fan of the Gallo. You know, growing up here in Modesto. Um, it was definitely something very new to me, um, but I remembered like, you know, hearing big names like John Legend and people like that come, come around here. Um, and it's, it just, for me, the gallows has always been such a, like a, like a, a great place to just come see like a lot of great artists and, and like arts, which I feel like is, is, uh, it, it's one thing when you like are listening to something on Spotify or Apple music, but when you go see a live performance, it's like something completely different. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful that we have, you know, someone new and someone's got some big shoes, which is awesome. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, I appreciate you pointing that out. Um, you know, there there were so many um, attempts and, and opportunities um, uh, during the early stages of the pandemic um, in my, we, you know, we, we did it, we did a bit of the streaming thing in Santa Fe. Uh, they, they tried a bit of it here at the Gallo Center. And it's just not the same thing. Um, we're, we're never, live, the live performance industry is never going to compete with a Netflix or a streaming service. It's not the same. Um, it's not the same uh, product. Um, what, there's something very special, something very uh, unique about the visceral, physical, emotional experience of collectively uh, participating in live performances, in live music and concerts and theater. And uh, just, the, just the, uh, the chance to uh, look across the aisle and, um, excuse me, should have turned that off, um, look across the aisle during a, during a show and, and uh, look at, watch other people enjoying and experiencing that along with you um, is something that, um, you know, streaming just doesn't offer you. So I think um, everyone is just thrilled to be back doing what we do. And uh, there's a lot of excitement and support uh, from the community for, um, for being back in the theater. Right on. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the Better Modesto Show here on 1360 AM KFIV. Or right here in your pocket on the iHeartRadio app. I'm your host, Chris Ricky, my co-host, Ulysses Vasquez, Jim Applegate. He's not here today. I wonder where he went. But we'll be back to talk more about the Gallus Center. What's coming up this season that we should be looking forward to here on 1360 AM. All right, welcome back to the Better Modesto Show. I'm your host, Chris Ricky, here on 1360 AM KFIV, here with my co-host, Ulysses Vasquez, our co-host, Jim Applegate. He'll be back next week, I think. We're here with our guest, 
Chad Hillegas from the Gala Center of the Arts. Chad, welcome back. Thank you, sir. So, Chad, you got you you've been CEO here of Gala Center. Tell us some of the attractions that we got to look forward to this season here at the Gala. So, yeah, I mean, we have a we have a ton of stuff. The great thing is, is we reopened uh, twelve days after I arrived in July. Oh, wow. uh, uh, we, uh, after being closed for, uh, close to eight, it's about close to 16 months at that point. Um, and since we reopened, uh, on July 23rd, we've welcomed back, uh, close to 50,000 patrons through the doors, um, and, and presented, um, about 45 performances close, actually we'll call that 50 performances. Um, so far this season and have a ton of stuff still coming up this spring. Um, this weekend, actually, we have a local boy uh, who, uh, who made, his, made his way uh, to New York uh, as a big Broadway star. Jeremy Stoll is returning to Modesto uh, for his, um, his um, solo Broadway show, uh, cabaret show um, in the Foster Family Theater. And that's coming up this Sunday. Uh, the 23rd at uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, we're very excited to have uh, the Broadway, uh, national Broadway touring production of, of Waitress uh, here for one night only on February 1st. Uh, and that is, um, as, as some of your listeners may, uh, may know, that musical was uh, written and uh, composed by uh, Sarah Bareilles. Um, and was nominated for a, a Tony Award for Best Musical. I love Sarah Bareilles. She's great. Oh, she's, she's, the, music, the music in this show is phenomenal. Um, it's a great production. Um, and then a few days later, we have um, one, of the, uh, one of the world's foremost uh, acapella uh, male vocal ensembles, uh, Chanticleer. Um, who coincidentally is um, based right here in the uh, in the Bay Area. Um, I, I guess I shouldn't say right here. That just gave me away as the new guy to the Valley. Um, but uh, uh, we're very excited to to have them back at the at the Gallo Center. Um, and some some rescheduled performances coming up. Um, um, we unfortunately. Uh, we're, we're forced to cancel uh, the two performances of Bill Engvall, uh, comedian, great, fantastic comedian who's been here several times before. Um, and he was supposed to be here this last Saturday um, due to some things out of our control. Um, we, we had to cancel and postpone. Uh, and luckily, uh, we're able to find a date uh, just coming up uh, in a couple of weeks on February 6th. So he'll be back to... Uh, to make good on those two performances. So that's very exciting. Um, and then it just keeps, it just keeps going on and on. Um, I don't know how much time you want to spend on that, but you know, I can keep going and talking about. I think, I think that's a good, that's out. a good place to break in. What, what else you got for us? You listen, you got some questions. No, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I just want to say that, um, no, that's super exciting. I actually am not as familiar with the musical world and maybe Chris, Chris, uh, you mentioned some music. I know that both of you share like being producers and stuff like that, but um, I, I definitely wanted to ask um, for yourself, like what does it like take us for the listeners? What is it like being like a CEO, the day-to-day -day life um, 
you know, of Chris, like, what does that look like? You know, you've been in that position for, for a while now, and even your previous, um, you know, stint over there in Santa, Santa, Santa Fe. Um, what does that look like for us listeners? Like who are just like, Oh, what is that? The great thing, the greatest part about my job is that every single day is completely different. Um, so it's a really difficult question to ask um, because um, my, my first primary job is to be here to support my team um, and to make sure that uh, everybody knows what they're responsible for, knows what they're supposed to be doing um, and supporting them in that and encouraging uh, them in their roles uh, and empowering them to, to um, uh, be in control of their own teams and their own departments. And I think uh, for me uh, as a CEO, um, that's how I gauge my success uh, on, on how successful uh, my team is. Um, and, and the Gallo Center has an incredible staff, an incredible team that, um, that I inherited um, and, and they're, they've been fantastic and, and um, vice versa. They've supported me in my, six, my first six months here. Um, but every single day is different. Um, you know, we've canceled or postponed 10 shows so far this season for, for uh, varying reasons. Uh, some COVID related, some non COVID related. We had an artist unfortunately pass away early in the season. Uh, so that show was, was, uh, was obviously canceled early on. Um, and uh, so, you know, we've had to continue uh, to pivot. The pivoting is not over yet. <laughs> um, our, our doors are open, but every day there's a, there's a new mandate or a new guideline or a new protocol um, that comes out. Uh, it seems like uh, I'm exaggerating, obviously, to some degree, but uh it, you know, the, the biggest thing for us is, is getting that communication out to patrons as quickly and easily um, as we possibly can. Um, and that's been the biggest challenge. Uh, and so to answer your question, it's really just that. It's making sure that um, I'm emotionally available uh, to my team to make sure that uh, we can do what we do and, and, um, and execute it really well. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Thank you for taking us through that. And actually, speaking of pivot that you used, what is it like now pivoting, going from a person who does entertainment um, for yourself? You're part of the, the Ten Tenors and part of the West Side Story production. Um, and uh, and you even did your own album. Uh, I, I found and I was listening to it on, on Spotify. You have a great voice, by the way. How is it? What's the difference between... Um, being an entertainer to like being in the background, putting on the show? Yeah, um, it's a, it's a great question. And I think my, you know, I, I've been performing professionally and acting uh, and singing since I was five. Um, so, so my whole world has been inside of a theater. Uh, and, and so it was to me uh, when I got to a certain point about eight years ago, um, when I decided that I no longer wanted to, um, to have that lifestyle, uh, where I was, uh, in a different city almost every night, um, traveling, um, not as glamorously as you might imagine, um, you know, it, it's exhausting. And, um, I got to a point in my life, uh, in my career journey where, um, I wanted something different. 
Um, I had really over the course of my career as a performer started to, um, you know, develop and sharpen my skills and look for opportunities where I could also produce and direct and um, uh, stage manage, uh, road manage, um, worked with a couple of, of big name, uh, big name rock stars when I lived in New York to, um, uh, you know, um, um, be a part of their licensing and, and uh, uh, tour booking. Um, so I started to pick up different bits and pieces of the industry offstage and backstage behind the scenes. And um, over time realized that um, I had this whole, whole other skill set that was forming and, and being um, honed and sharpened. Um, and, uh, and, and at some point, about eight years ago, just decided that um, that's really what I wanted my next step to be. Um, and so I think that my, my life, my former life as a full-time performing artist has really enhanced my decision-making ability uh, in this new role, in this, I, I say new, you know, in this role that I've been in for the past eight years um, in, in other venues. And, and that is um, that I have a, I feel like what I bring is a unique perspective that I'm always looking at things, not only from the public patron perspective, but also how an artist, um, what our reputation is uh, in the artist community as a venue. Um, and I have to say that the reputation of the Gallo Center is phenomenal because people know that if they come, to, when they come to the Gallo Center as an artist, as a performer, uh, it's going to feel like home for a day. And, and that's my goal. That's what it should feel like. All right, we're going to take a break here on the Better Modesto show here on 1360 AM KFIV. My co-host here, Ulysses Vasquez. I am Chris Rickey and our other co-host, Jim Applegate, not here today. We're here with our guest, Chad Hilligus from the Gala Center. When we come back, we're going to be talking some more Gala Center, some more entertainment. And we're looking forward to talking to you again soon in just a second. Welcome back to the Better Modesto Show here on 1360 AM KFIV. I'm your host today, at least, Chris Ricky and my co-host Ulysses Vasquez. Other co-host Jim Applegate's not here today, but we do have our guest, Chad Hillegas. He's from the Gallo Center for the Arts here in Modesto, the world-renowned Gallo Center for the Arts. Welcome back, Chad. You hanging in there? Hanging in there. Hopefully we're being gentle enough. Um, Been great. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great things about the Gala Center um, that I don't think we talk about enough is that it was a it was partially funded by the public. You know, the county of Stanislaus came in and donated, um, I think it was $15 million to help participate in making that thing happen. Um, but the Gala Center wasn't always like it wasn't always run as well as it is right now. I mean, the first like couple of years, it, it really, really struggled. Um, and then it found a CEO in Lynn Dickerson that was able to kind of turn it around. And ever since then, it has been, you know, a uh, just really an example, a shiny example of what a successful performing arts center looks like in a city like of middle size, like Modesto. Modesto is a, it's a large city, but it's not a metropolis, right? Like we're not, 
You know, we're not over a million people or half a million people. We're 200,000 people. So, Chad, can you talk a little bit about um, how you guys keep the Gallus Center so strong financially and like what your strategies are to continue to do that in the future? Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'll, I'll speak to your, your reference um, to the early days first, um, because it's pretty universal. Uh, my, my response is universal. Um, and that is to say that um, opening up a new performing arts center in any location, in any market, uh, requires an, an, uh, a huge amount of, of feasibility studies, of surveying, of understanding your market, of understanding the demographics, of of understanding the uh, the diversity and the the um, the cultures that are that need to be represented, um, understanding the uh, the uh, financial threshold for ticket prices and the style of music that people want to hear. Um, there are a, there are a set of uh, there if you if you speak to there are agents who deal with rock bands. There are agents who deal with with um, with country and with theater, um, but there are also agents that deal specifically and primarily with the with the um, um, traditional model of what a performing arts center should be. And exactly, this is this is audio, right. but I'm using air quotes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and and I think. Um, in those early days, it sometimes takes a couple of seasons uh, to really fully understand and grasp um, um, what the market wants to see at that center. And I, I, I think um, some of the things that were presented in those first two seasons, the market just wasn't ready for yet. Right. Um, and now 15 years later, because of, of the listening uh, that Lynn did uh, in the community and really, really paying attention uh, to the demographics and what people wanted to see and hear uh, in, in, in these venues. Um, now we're in a completely different place uh, in, our, in our journey as a performing arts center and how we serve the community better. Um, and, and, you know, so we're going to actually... Um, over the next couple of seasons, um, probably take another stab at some of those things, some of those acts that um, that that maybe didn't maybe didn't perform financially as well in those first two years. Um, but I suspect uh, that in some cases, uh, the reason for that was was it was a different city 15 years ago. It was a different place 15 years ago. And, um, you know, I've spoken to so many people that have, since I've gotten here, uh, who have shared with me how the performing arts and the cultural experience of downtown Modesto has been completely transformed because of the Gallo Center. Um, and, and that's... Um, that's that's that shouldn't be uh, discounted, I guess, or discredited. No, uh, I don't think it is at all. I mean, yeah. it's funny that you talk about maybe bringing back the stuff from you know 15 years ago, 
Is that right? Has it been there 15 years? Next year will be our 15th anniversary season. Oh, wow. I feel, yeah. So like, it's just the market's changed so much. I mean, when right. you look at just demographically, um, the shift towards Latinos has been very, very dramatic. When you look at Modesto City Schools, you're looking at 70% of our, you know, our our future demographic is going to be Latino. So it just, it seems a little, like, I don't know, concerns me a little bit that we think about doing stuff from, you know, that kind of track when I'm not sure that's the track that the city's going. Yeah, well, I think it's my, I guess my, my, what my point is, is exactly what you're saying. I think we're saying the same thing. And that is that the, some of the thing, and I'm not saying all of the things, uh-huh. but, but some of the things going back and, and, and thinking, why were those things, why were those acts, why were those artists not successful in the first two years? And to your point that you just made, it was a different city. We've, we, we now have, um, we now have uh, so many people, uh, this influx of people moving in from uh, the Bay Area and from other parts of the Valley um, and, and so the market has changed. So now it's a matter of, uh, continuing to listen to, um, what this community wants, um, and paying attention to the fact that maybe that community has evolved in some aspects back to where people thought it was 15 years ago. I'm not saying, you know, going back in time. Um, I'm saying that, you know, maybe the demographic has evolved in some aspects. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just just uh, to add how, how things have evolved, um, it was for myself, the recent performance by Jose Maria Napoleon, um, the, the the artist, the Mexican artist, I think he's a Mexican artist. Um, um, he he like I was going to try to get some tickets and. Uh, for, for, you know, for my aunt or something like that. And, uh, and it was totally sold out. And I was like, no way, you know, like it was just so cool. I mean, it was, it was a bummer, bummer for me because I was totally like out, you know, I didn't get to go to see the show, but um, it was just so cool to see like, you know, the turnout and did see different people post on Instagram. And um, so, you know, it is cool that like, you know, even to bring an artist like that of that caliber uh, definitely reflected the culture and the diversity and seeing that I, I'd never heard of an artist like that come, you know, when I was a lot younger, um, it was just different. And uh, just like a little side story, but, um, and it just is why I love the gallo is that, it, you know, my, my mom, you know, came, she was an immigrant from Mexico and she came over here and um, I eventually I came back from college. I was like, Hey mom, for your birthday, I got you tickets to go see Gloria Trevi. It was like 2015. Um, and she went and she came back and I didn't realize, but she was like, you know, this is my first concert I've ever gone to, you know, and for myself that like, I had no idea, but it definitely wore my heart in the sense that like, dang, like she didn't have to drive to San Jose. She didn't have to go to SF. She didn't have to go to Fresno or Sacramento. She was able to go and do that here and experience that in the city where, you know, I was raised in and she raised me. So it was just an awesome opportunity and it was just so cool. And I don't know, I just thought I'd share that with you. Cause I think it was just, it was so cool to also see like another artist, um, you know, just from, you know, the Latino culture come and, and perform. It was just awesome. And it was just, I think that's just one part of it. And I think there's just so much of the world to see and to experience. So I, I definitely yeah. appreciate you, uh, you know, bringing these different artists and having that concept. 
Um, I was asking, I was going to ask, what is um, for you when you mentioned like listening as you're reopening, what does that look like for you as a leader and like in a changing, in a changing demographic of a city, what does that look like for, for yourself? That's not, not an easy task to do. Are you specifically referring to reopening the center? Oh, like now that you've reopened, or excuse me, now that you've reopened and it's, you know, it's, it's back, um, not in full capacity, obviously with some hesitate, some like limitations because of COVID. What does it look like to listen to the community now? You know, like, how do you go about doing that task? Well, it's challenging for sure, yeah. uh, especially being new to the community because, you know, I, I uh, a, a good example is when I first got here, um, there was a, there was a, a, a good group of people who um, were instrumental in the, um, in the opening, the original opening of the center, the, the construction of the center. And, and when I first got here, my goal was to really um, have the opportunity to meet with as many of those folks as possible so that I understood the history. And I, I, I wasn't just coming in as the new guy. Uh, I wanted to know the names, know the know the people who were involved um, to in making this place happen. Um, and uh, because of COVID, uh, there were several of those folks, several of those names that just weren't comfortable meeting somebody new. Mm. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't they didn't want to meet me. Um, uh, it was just there's there's kind of a weird uh, there's been a weird. Uh, Thing, weird trend, um, this, this psychological thing, I think, all through COVID where people, you know, we all, we all had, we were all encouraged to create these sort of social bubbles, right? And, um, and we were very nervous to, to let somebody into that bubble that we didn't already know as if we couldn't get it from someone we already knew. Um, and so I think that prevented people in a lot of ways from, um, from um, getting, getting to know new people. So that's, that's a challenge, right? When you're coming into a new community, obviously. Uh, so that's a setback. Um, but I think it's uh, in a lot of ways, it's looking at what's doing well already this season, looking at ticket sales, um, ticket sales are telling. Um, more than anything else. Um, but right, we're going to take another break here on the Better Modesto show here on 1360 AM KFIV. We're going to find out more about how the ticket sales are going next season, right, Chad? I think we are. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about it. I'm your host, Chris Ricky. I'm also the council person for District 3 here in Modesto. Got my co host here, Ulysses Vasquez. We also got Jim Applegate, who's not here today, but will return soon and we'll take over this host chair. Thank goodness. Um, we'll talk to you in a minute. Welcome back to the Better Modesto show here on 1360 AM KFIV. Also on your iHeart radio app. I'm your host today, Chris Ricky, here with my co-host, Ulysses Vasquez. Our other co-host, Jim Applegate, not here today, but we do have our esteemed guest, Chad Hilligus of the Gala Center for the Arts. So before the break, Chad, you're telling us a little bit about ticket sales um, for the center. How, how are things going for you guys? Well, it's uh, it's really one of our best seasons we've ever had. There was such a such a fantastic 
enthusiasm uh, for the reopening of the center and and this sort of um, whatever what everyone thought was going to be this uh, e emergence, you know, this uh, from the this this um, um, uh, the end of COVID, um, which is at this point. Um, uh, I'm trying for that not to be discouraging, but uh, I, I still love that, you know, um, when people talk to me as if COVID is in the past tense, uh, which is, which is interesting. Um, uh, Cause that's, that's not our experience in the, in the live performance world. But that being said, um, you know, we saw a huge amount of support uh, of, from people who were excited to get back into the center. Um, and from a ticket sales perspective, um, we're, we're having one of the best seasons we've ever had. Um, now that's not consistent show by show. Uh, and that I think is, um, is we're seeing the impact of some of the testing requirements um, and people's opinions about testing requirements or vaccination status requirements. Um, we're seeing the impact of those types of things depending on the genre, um, uh, primarily. It's funny how that works, right? Like I, um, I'm a big Raider fan. I, yeah. Should I say that publicly, Ulysses? Is that okay? I, I think that's okay. okay. Well, I'm anyway, a Panther fan, but you know. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like football's football, right? So, but I've, I've been going to Raider games for a very long time, right? And so I... I was very conservative about the whole, all the COVID stuff throughout the last couple of years, but got vaccinated. And then there was that little lull in COVID, you know, during football season, I'm like, I'm going to go to a couple of games. And it really kind of felt, felt good that I could go to these games and know everyone was vaccinated. And more importantly to me is like, I actually got to go to two games in Las Vegas this year to see the Raiders. And like, I didn't get sick either time, you know, and I was in a stadium full of people and I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting rule. And I guess I know it's anecdotal. There's no science behind my observation here, but it worked. And so it's a it's a difficult decision to make a strategic decision like that for you guys at the center, because um, politically it is treacherous. But I think there's some wisdom in it. Yeah. And the, and um, to that point, Chris, uh, you know, I, I will note that, you know, I don't wake up uh, in the morning thinking, you know, how can I make lives difficult today? Uh, uh, you know, the, the decisions that are being made at the Gallo Center are really to follow the guidelines that are uh, set for us by the state, by the county. Uh, so we are following those guidelines. Uh, we're not going above and beyond that. The problem is um, that in a lot of cases, those, those protocols are changing so, uh, so rapidly um, that the communication doesn't, doesn't get to people, doesn't filter through. That's exactly uh, right. Like, the you know, yeah, like when we at the city, you know, we decided, I don't know, three months ago, like, we're just not going to do COVID briefings anymore. And then all of a sudden we had the biggest outbreak of COVID ever, and they were unable to like shift that stuff back to where it was because they had shifted it in another direction so quickly. Right. So it's this, we're all seeing the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting when, um, when people um, come to us and, and, and interesting isn't the right word. It's disheartening, I should say, when people have tickets for multiple shows uh, in a season and they maybe come to one performance on Saturday and then by Tuesday, the, uh, the entry requirements changed and they don't have what was net and they didn't have what was necessary, but they show up because they didn't get that change in communication. Right. Uh, and I will say what has what has changed our world, um, game changer, um, is that we have started to do um, uh, we've implemented um, automated robocalls from our ticket office for every single performance. Um, to every, those calls go out for every single ticket buyer to every show we have, um, with the, with the latest guidelines. Um, and, and I, we've gotten so much positive feedback from those calls. That's awesome. Uh, That's, I'm glad you guys are doing that, especially like, I mean, for myself, things have changed like constantly, even in the school system. So, I mean, going to a live performance, yeah, that's, Especially if you paid your tickets, like, hey, I want to go. I'm, re- I'm ready to go. Go see my show. That's, yeah. yeah. I-, I was going to, I was going to, this is ch- to change gears a little bit. Um, twofold. One, um, have you seen the new West Side Story movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's the silver? <laughs> you said twofold. Was, what's the second part? Oh, the second, oh, that was, I'm just curious on that part because I know okay. you played a part of that one. The second one was, for any any young performers that are in the area, you know we've had a lot of performance come out of out of Modesto area. You know, I was going to ask if you had any advice uh, for them, especially since you know you're well decorated and um, and well traveled too. Um, and so I definitely wanted to give you an opportunity to share maybe some to younger to the younger audience to see like, hey, don't give up on it, and maybe what are some tips that you'd give them. Yeah, so uh, the first part of that, going back to West Side Story, the answer is no, I have not seen it. Um, so, uh, but there's a very good reason for that, uh, which, that? which is that um, I'm a purist when, oh. it comes, when it comes to West Side Story. Um, and that, uh, and I, um, I have a very close connection to West Side Story. I starred as Tony in the 50th anniversary world tour of West Side Story for uh, over a year uh, and, and performed that show in about 20 different countries. Um, and um, it was a, so it was a really big, important part of my life. I also produced and directed a concert version of West Side Story with the Boston Pops a few a few seasons ago with for multiple performances um, out in Boston, um, and so uh, I have a very close connection to the script and to the book and to um, uh, every piece of that show, and so I'm I'm hesitant to see a reimagining of something that has meant so much to me professionally uh, and artistically. Um, I will see it. Uh, I have friends who are in the movie um, uh, who um, were in previous productions that I've produced or performed in. Um, So just to show support for them, I I, I will see the movie. I just haven't done it yet. I was gonna say, are they sad that you haven't seen it yet? 
well, they, they haven't like asked. Guilt, they haven't they asked me yet, so like uh, I, I hope they aren't <laughs> listening because they they don't know yet. Um, <laughs> um, but to your second point or second question, um, which I think I remember, but uh, if I, well, give me a reminder. I was going to say we're almost done, but maybe some final tips uh, for for youth out there who are in the oh, Modesto yeah. area. Um, you know, like if they want to be a performer and do some of the stuff that you've done with um, your shows, like what you know, what would be your advice to them? Yeah, I think um, do as much as you possibly can. Um, you know, do, take as many lessons as you can, be a part of as many classes as you, as you can, uh, see shows, go to, go to performances, watch how, watch how um, successful professional musicians and actors are doing, are, are, are doing their craft um, and, and pay attention to those things. Um, there are so many incredible performing arts organizations here in the Central Valley, here in Modesto specifically. Um, and it, it would really be, it would really behoove uh, a young uh, performer um, to take advantage of as many of those opportunities as they possibly can. Awesome. No, thank you. I, I was, I, I was going to say um, the other concern I thought you had in your hesitation to not watch West Side Story was because maybe you'd break out a song in movie theater. Oh, no, <laughs> I would. If, uh, in fact, if that were to happen, I would probably leave. Oh, really? <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I'm not a, um, uh, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, a big fan of audience participation in a movie theater. Okay, that's it. <laughs> well, guys, this has been a really great conversation, and thanks so much, Chad Hilligus from the Gala Center of the Arts for coming on with us today here on the Better Modesto Show here on 1360 AM KFIV. I'm your host, Chris Rickey, here with my co-host, Ulysses Vasquez. Jim Applegate will be back next week, and we'll see you next week on the Better Modesto Show. Better Modesto.